The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, is delighted to bring you this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will pick up the current sermon in the Heavenly Authority Study in 1 Samuel chapter 22 at verse 14. Ahimelech the priest has just been accused by King Saul of conspiring with David against him and of inquiring of God for David. Now let's rejoin Pastor Greg as he continues the Sunday message. So Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who among all your servants is as faithful as David? And who is the king's son-in-law? And who goes at your bidding and is honorable in your house? Did I then begin to inquire of God for him? Far be it from me. Let not the king impute anything to his servant or to any in the house of my father. For your servant knew nothing of all this, little or much. What a low opinion Saul has of God. He's so afraid that Ahimelech inquires of God for David. Now, Ahimelech can't change God's opinion. So even if he had inquired of God for David, if the Lord said he wanted David king, then Saul's the one in trouble. You cannot change, the priest is not some type of guru that can manipulate God for you. God's opinion is God's opinion. And yet Saul's concern is, did you inquire of the Lord for David? What difference does that make? What is the Lord's opinion? That's what's important. If the Lord is set against Saul, then Saul needs to repent. Ahimelech and his family are innocent here. He knew nothing of this, little or much. And he's saying, look, he's your son-in-law. You made him the captain. He's your faithful servant. He does your bidding in Israel, which is true. To the average person, they see David, son-in-law of the king, head over his troops, everything that... Saul wants, David goes out and does. Uh, he's honorable in all the house. Very possibly Ahimelech was afraid when he saw David because he thought he was coming as an emissary of Saul. So what did I do wrong giving him food and, and a weapon? I don't know what's going on in your court. And what is Saul's response? And the king said in verse 16, You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's house murderous, impulsive. Then the king said to the gods who stood about him, turn and kill the priests of the Lord because their hand is also with David and because they knew when he fled and did not tell it to me. So he's against all the priests. The craziness, the madness, the paranoia is getting worse and worse. But the servants of the king would not lift their hands to strike the priests. Why? Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. They're afraid of God. They know he's established a priesthood in Aaron's descendants. This is one whole household of Aaron's descendants. And these men who are with Saul, they rightly fear God, and they won't touch the priests. They won't harm the anointed ones. But Saul has no fear of harming. Saul, who was anointed himself, has no fear of harming or killing God's other anointed servants, be it David or here, a whole family, an entire household of priests. Ah, but the Edomite snake, verse 18, the king said to Doag, you turn and kill the priests. So Doag the Edomite turned, 
Saul let an Edomite, descendant of Esau, kill the Israelite priests of Yahweh. He turned and struck the priests and killed on that day 85 men who wore a linen ephod. Also Nob, the city of the priests, he struck with the edge of the sword both men and women, children and nursing infants, oxen and donkeys and sheep with the edge of the sword. Now one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. What a horrendous sin. Doag leads a group to go and they slaughter the entire town, women, children, all the priests, all their wives, all their children, all of Nob is destroyed. And this is a horrendous sin that shows how Saul treats God's servants. It shows how he really treats God. When you touch God's servants in such a way, you're touching God. And Saul here is in a very, very bad place. And only Abiathar can escape, and he flees to David. And verse 21, Abiathar told David that Saul had killed the Lord's priests. So David said to Abiathar, I knew that day when Doag the Edomite was there, that he would surely tell Saul. David saw Doag over in the corner there. I have caused the death of all the persons of your father's house. David laments now. He knows what great tragedy, his lie, some might call it a white lie, his lie has brought. Eighty-five priests, all those women and children, that land destroyed. And all he can do is say to Abiathar, stay with me, do not fear. For he who seeks my life seeks your life, but with me you shall be safe. All he can do is give protection for Abiathar. You can't put those people back, right? You can't make them live again in Nob. Sometimes the consequences of our actions cannot be fixed. All David could do is help Abiathar, but he can't bring those 85 men back. That's why we have to be so careful of the things we do. That lie he told the priests, dragging them into his problem, innocent men who were not aware of what was going on, resulted in their death. Lies, deception, lying tongues bring tragedy. And maybe we don't see it. Maybe we can say, well, what was so wrong with this lie? What's so bad about it? David could not possibly envision that Saul would be that murderous to kill all 85 priests. He saw Doeg there. Maybe when he saw him, he had a bad feeling saying, gee, this guy's going to tell Saul. But he never could have thought what would happen. The thing is, we just don't do it to begin with. We shouldn't have to see the consequences to shock us into doing what's right to begin with. The lie for the tragedy. Tragedy David couldn't envision, and David cannot bring those men back. This is a tremendous contrast. Now, Saul is at a very bad point here. Lord willing, next time we'll see how David treats Saul. And even though Saul is in such a bad place, David still honors the anointing that was upon him and honors that command from God do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. What a difference between Saul and David toward the anointing. And we're going to, Lord willing, draw some conclusions about the proper way to handle conflicts in the church. 
when ministries which God once anointed begin to go wrong, what should our reaction be? And we're going to learn from David the proper reaction to such things. But I want to close today with one scripture, Psalm 34. Because this is the psalm, if you look at the heading in your Bibles, Psalm 34 says, A psalm of David when he pretended madness before Abimelech. Now, Abimelech is a royal title. It means king. For the Philistines, it means king, just like Pharaoh means king for the Egyptians. So this king is Achish, the king of Gath. Madness before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. And finally, David finds solace from all the distress, all the fear. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. And think of all those humble, distressed people that then flock to David. O oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my, what? All my fears. David is a fearful man when he's going to Ahimelech. He's a fearful man when he goes to Gath, to Achish. And finally, he seeks the Lord and the Lord delivers him from all his fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers him. The only one we should fear is God. Then he says, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. In all that want and all that hunger, David finally found peace knowing that God was going to protect him. Gad told him to go back. God was going to protect him in Judah. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good. Keep your tongue from evil. If you want to live long, you want to prosper in the sight of the Lord, you want to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and what? And your lips from speaking deceit. Dave has learned his lesson. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves such as have a contrite spirit. All the distressed. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. One of the most beautiful passages of Scripture, and it comes out of the event where David flees from Achish, where David is brought to such a low point. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones, 
Not one of them is broken. And we know the Messianic prophecy, the righteous one, his bones were not broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the souls of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Heavenly Father, we thank you that when we are in fear and distress, when we have no place to turn, no place to go, and many times we make wrong decisions because we're fearful, and place ourselves in ridiculously dangerous situations because we're so fearful and distressed. We thank you, Lord, that you hear us, that you deliver us, that you protect us, Lord, that you relieve all our fears, you take them away, and you let us know that you are around us, that you have us in your hand of protection, and that you will take care of each and every situation. Father, help us to stay right in you, Help our mouths to speak the proper words. Let us turn from falsehood and deceptions. Let us speak only truth, for if we are of your spirit, your spirit is the spirit of truth. Form in your servants mouths that would speak your holy words and not pervert your work by speaking lies and deceptions with the same tongue. Lord, that we might believe you for your supernatural protection around us, that we might know the joy that is in you, that we would fear you above fearing men and be brought, Lord, into a good and spacious land. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please join Pastor Greg Scalzo next time for Shi'ar Jashub.